Inspiration, motivation, perspiration. And welcome to the sixth episode of the Inside Joe, and we're going to be calling this one the Sherpa. And we are going to introduce our newest member to the team. His name's Gabe. Let's go. <laughs> and uh, AKA the Sherpa. And I'll, I'll uh, we'll be talking about why he's got the coolest nickname of the Sherpa a little bit later in the interview. Um, we're also going to bring back quick chatter news, and a lot's happened since the last time we've done it. So I'm super excited about that. Um, and then finally, we're going to be talking about our first seven jobs. So we're going to go around um, the crew and kind of talk about what we did before we got here too. So stay tuned and let's get it going. Okay, so finally we have Gabe on this episode. I've been trying to get Gabe to do an episode with us for for a while now since I know this is only the, the sixth episode, but I think probably ap- after episode two yeah and on i've been trying to get you on here so not only do we have gabe on now he's actually part of the inside joe team our squad and i'm super excited to have you and uh so can you kind of just let everyone know who uh who you are where you're from real quick before we get to the actual interview here all right well uh my name is gabe gabriel flores uh for those of you that don't know me uh been living in chicago for about two and a half years i'm originally from albuquerque new mexico so uh, shout out to all the Breaking Bad fans. I know that's been a while, but yeah. that's what everybody knows us for. So like, uh, that's that. Um, you know, born and raised on the south side of our city. Yeah. Um, and then you know went to public school. Uh, thought I was gonna work on cars all my life. Went to a tech school. Uh, one of my good friends convinced me to go uh, to college. So I finished out my uh, bachelor's degree at New Mexico State University. Uh, met a beautiful woman. You know, in spring break and around that time, but uh, yeah, she convinced me she wanted to come to law school out here. Yeah. You know, two and a half uh, years later, we're here now, so, you know, that's when I met you and all that. Yeah. And so, again, so um, some bullet points from that, I guess. You, you're from New Mexico. Yes, sir. You moved to Chicago yep. um, for a beautiful girl, and her name is... Andrea Torgrimson. Andrea, and she's also a friend now of mine, which I'm proud to say, also a friend of the show. Woo-woo. Um, and uh, we've grown to kind of love you guys too. And um, so, what can, you, can we just start off uh, really quickly here? Why weren't you on the show earlier? Just so our, our listeners can kind of get a good idea. I mean, honestly, I don't like. I'm not. I guess I, I guess you could say I'm kind of an introvert. Like, mm-hmm. I, I guess on the exterior, when you get to know me as a friend, yeah, uh, I'm pretty bubbly. I'm pretty outgoing. I want to do crazy things, but. Honestly, I have to pass that, I guess, that boundary yeah. first. And that's why I guess you don't see me on Facebook, like, saying, hey, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Like, Instagram is different for me, because I'm not posting selfies, I'm posting... Well, I think, I think the world thanks you for that, too, though, right? <laughs> I think yeah. we're sick of those, like, hey, today I'm eating toast instead of pancakes today. Yeah. You know, I so, mean, like, that's a good thing. But honestly, no, I mean, and too, though, like, I guess... You know, you can't really, like, judge people for that. Because if, if they need to do that and they feel happy yeah. about doing that, go ahead and do that. I judge but them. When it's <laughs> <laughs> but no, sorry. I mean, yeah, some of those people I unfollow as well. But, mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't know. That's why I guess, uh, turning back to your question, is that's why, like, I'm not very open. You know, I don't, I don't like people to know every single detail of my life. Okay, I hear you. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I guess there, there's actually a lot of people I look up to that actually 
do that. And who, who are those people? Like, I don't know. Like, honestly, and you're going to laugh at me, you might laugh at me, but like, there's a lot of like YouTube personalities that sometimes, you know, when I'm bored, I'll just jump on YouTube and then like, there's some personalities. Like, I, it, actually, the one you introduced me to is like Casey Neistat. Yeah. Um, like, he was cool. I almost got lost in his videos. And it was like, that's fun to yeah. me, you know? Like, why am I so scared about sharing my life? Because, like, I might be able to influence somebody, too. Sure. Who knows? And, I, and getting to know you, that, that's why I wanted you on the show. It's not just because, like, I think you have a lot of different perspective to bring to the table. I, I love your vibe. I think you're super positive. So, uh, kind of just moving on really quickly, though. So, the move from New Mexico to here, obviously, there's going to be a ton of different kind of culture differences. I know it's the U.S., and a lot of people feel like you're in America, uh, like everyone's pretty much the same. Uh, but getting to know you, I know you and I personally, when we first met, it was a little, we've had our miscommunications, mm-hmm. um, I think through because of we're from different areas. So um, what do you think for you personally was the biggest difference culturally from being from New Mexico, moving to Chicago? Culturally? Um, yeah. I don't know, culturally off the bat, but the very first thing, I mean, immediately it's like, I remember driving into the city, you know, after yeah. driving 24 some odd hours. And like the very first thing you see is like, wow, look at these buildings. Like what the, like I've never been to a big city. I've never traveled to like New York before this. I've never traveled to any big city. This is the biggest city I've ever been inside of. Yeah. You know, I graduated, went to um, Phoenix for a while, but they're not built up. They're spread out. This city is built up. So like that was a trip in itself. Um, Whenever we settled in, started getting to know people, I noticed a lot of people weren't as friendly as a smaller town. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because now that I have lived here, people are like, people are really nice here. But the people that say that are from New York. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so they're, they're a little bit more uh, intense. Exactly. In the East Coast, so they're like, yeah, anything less than us is nice. Yeah, so yeah. like, I, the people that say that, I'm like, shoot, try going to New Mexico. Yeah. I mean, granted, if you have your personality and you're acting kind of hard or whatever, like a, either like I don't know gangster you think you, you're sure. know it all someone's gonna call you out on your shit yeah and just be a little rude to but, you but there. overall you're more laid back in New Mexico overall I, I feel that way I mean especially yeah. compared to Chicago but what, what do you so really quick pros and cons of Chicago for you pros and cons pros is you're never bored there's something always to do here yeah like you know whether it's like uh, especially when the sun's out Sun's out, guns out. No I'm kidding, but no, like every. He's not kidding, folks. He <laughs> he has his guns out all the time. <laughs> no, but like you know, when the sun's out, like they have the free food festivals, music festivals. Yeah. I mean, even if you want to pay for stuff, there's you know, I never heard of Whirly Ball in my life. Google that one, people. Yeah. But um, like you know, there's just so much to do here. Like you pick up the red line, which is that little newspaper you get, and they have whatever's going on on the weekend. Just go and do it. In New Mexico, I found myself, uh, me and my friends, we found ourselves bored to death. You yeah. Know? So all we really did was like work on cars, work on dirt bikes, four wheelers. I mean, sounds kind of cool though. I mean, so it is cool <laughs> until you did it for the first eighteen years of <laughs> yeah. your life. Yeah, yeah. So you get what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe fun for a week. Yeah, that's what but, I'm saying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, just like some people, like I've been camping with a lot of people. They're like, oh, that sounds so fun. They're there for one whole day, haven't showered, nothing. Yeah. That ain't fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> this so, is real life, son. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's it's. I guess those are the differences. Is um, you know, you grew up in a city. You think that's fun. You might go and try it and be like, okay, I need the city. Exactly. And not to be too big of a Chicago homer, because since I'm from here, so give us the cons. What, the, do, you, what do you not like about Chicago? Uh, I guess 
Or is it just the perfect city? <laughs> I mean, it, I wouldn't say perfect because I, I actually, you know, me growing up from rural city or whatever, like, you know, the city with space, I, I miss the space. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss my car. You know, I, I used to have an Infinity. I missed that thing. I sold that to move out here. Yeah. So I miss I miss working on cars and stuff like that. What I said, what I did for the first 18 years of my life, yeah. I actually miss some of that. So it sounds like it's more of the the cost of living in Chicago in a bigger city. Because yeah. like, I mean, if you lived anywhere else that you could afford having the car again, you would just buy it, and then your problem would be pretty much gone. Yeah. So well, I mean, but parking would be a whole nother. Problem. Oh, that's a good point. You know, <laughs> if yes. you want to keep your car nice, yeah. it's not going to happen in Chicago. Everybody's yeah. going to, you know. Fender bend you. You should see Drea's car. It's awful. <laughs> and just because we're short in time, I kind of want to just kind of kick on some key points knowing you. You live uh, really close to Wrigley Field. Yeah. So you become a, a Cubs fan. Um, how did that happen? So, well, actually, I've, I've watched Cubs since I was, uh, you know, minor leagues. Uh, yeah. I played, you know, little t-ball all the way up. And I guess when I first started paying attention to real, like, professional sports was the whole Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire home run race mm-hmm. so immediately that's you know it's broadcast everywhere that's making the noise and I was like hey I like Sammy Sosa yeah. so like I guess I was always a Sosa fan and then so since then I've always kind of followed the Cubs um, so the following was just there with Sammy Sosa I see yeah so and then all the steroids court came out whatever but I still like the Cubs and I, I could talk to you for hours here so um, before we bring in the rest of the crew to kind of go, go into our first seven jobs um, last question. I, I'm getting to know you. Um, you've introduced me to a lot of new music, and I, I, sh- I could even say, uh, you know, a new type of life yeah. style. <laughs> and this is where we're getting to uh, I, what I think is the coolest nickname ever, which is Sherpa. And I don't know who named you that, but that person must be brilliant. Um, it was you. It was me. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I, I nicknamed you uh, the Sherpa. Um, and a lot of a lot of it had to do with music. So if you could kind of get into what kind of music you listen to or you enjoy the most and why. So like so growing up, um, it was all about rap, hip hop, uh, for me anyways. Um, uh, my cousins were like big into like either it was uh, Tupac. My best friends were into like Tupac, uh, Biggie. Um, I mean, you know, you could go older like you know Run DMC that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't, I have some girl cousins that are really into like R and B, like Montel Jordan and stuff like that. Um, but anyways, I, I got a, a strong following for hip hop. And then when I was in high school, learning to pick my own music, I just like that rowdiness, right? Yeah. So <laughs> a little embarrassing, but whatever. My, the first CD I ever bought was DMX. Uh, that Rough Riders anthem just killed me when I was yeah. a kid. I was like, stop. Drop, yeah. shut them down over and over. Mine was Backstreet Boys. So that you're, yours is not too embarrassing. I yeah. heard that on the first part. Yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> so you're not too embarrassed, really. So, I mean, so yeah, it was DMX. And then, like, uh, I just got into that rowdy music. So, like, and then I bought a stereo system in high school. So it was, like, a uh, little scrappy, little John. It was yeah. just, like, you know, stuff that's not good rap, but it's good feeling to yeah. me. Like, you like it gets the vibe. me hyped up. You enjoyed the vibe of so it. So then, uh, when I got in, like, college and whatnot, uh, someone uh, introduced me to EDM. Yeah. And first it was like trance and I was like, ah, this beat rides for like 13 minutes. I'm like, I don't really, I, I liked it for the first, you know, two minutes. But, um, so then they started introducing me into like big house or like yeah. big room house and stuff like that. And then, um, in the past couple of years, that EDM world has joined with, uh, the rap community and like, you'll get, 
I guess, uh, you know, you get various artists just mixing like some Drake into some EDM. Though You'll get some Little John in that EDM. Yeah. You'll get like, you know, so I still like the rap sense of it. Yeah. But now I like that drop. Like, so, you know, that what, dro so the drop, can you explain like more, getting the meat of it? Yeah. So you enjoy EDM, to be honest, personally, um, before you introduced me to this kind of new genre here, um, I really thought EDM was basically like elevator music on, on heroin, you know? <laughs> Kind of just a rep you know, repetitive, yeah. kind of like, a God, I can make a hundred tracks in like a day. Yeah. It's like that. <laughs> so, yeah, but you've showed me kind of the way there, hence Sherpa here. But like, yeah. uh, you, you've led me into a lot of different genres and stuff like that. So can you kind of explain to, you know, the audience, I would guess a lot of them that, you know, cannot stand EDM. Or, you know, I know some of them do like it, but for yeah. those that don't, what what is the uh, intrigue of EDM? Like... Like I said, I guess it's, for me, it's the feeling. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people that listen to rap and they're like, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, you know, there's like, they'll call out like Soldier Boy for some bull. And like, yeah, that's awful rap. But if he has a nice beat, I'm going to bob my head to it. So the yeah. same thing with EDM. It's like, if I feel it, I'm just going to like bounce to it. Sometimes I'll even find myself bouncing to a song that has the worst words in the world. Yeah. And it's just, I, I feel the beat. And like, I guess I'm more of a... Like, I don't know, I, me, I feel like I was, like, ADD kid, and I couldn't listen to, like, lectures and stuff like that, so I think it, it kind of translated into music as well, like, a lot of music, I don't even listen to the words, some, like, Andre actually has done it with me before, and he's like, oh, did you hear that verse, and I'm like, nah, but I'm still, I'm still <laughs> bobbing my head, like, yeah. you know, because I get lost in, like, I guess the feeling. Like, the rhythm, the feeling, the, the I know personally, I love the bass. Exactly. Like, um, and, and you kind of introduced me to that, too. And, and that's what I'm saying, like, you'll get your people that love music for the poetic of it, like, yeah. the poetry of it, which is awesome, too, because music is music. Mm -hmm. If you feel it the way you feel it, I'm gonna feel it the way I feel it. Yeah. So, it's just, for me, it's that feeling. EDM, you don't necessarily have to have the, the best words in the world. Yeah. I mean, it helps. Like, I love vocals. Like, uh, yeah. Chainsmokers is, like, honestly my favorite by far right now. Cool. Well, I, I hope everyone that's listening out there got a good sense of who Gabe is. There's so much more. We just uh, hit the surface there, really, uh, with Gabe. And he'll be on uh, in next episodes here. Uh, and he'll be a staple here. So we didn't want to give you too much of everything here because there's so much more. Um, but we're going to transition to kind of, you know, the first seven jobs. I know that apparently that was a, uh, a trending thing going on with celebrities and their first jobs before they kind of hit it big, big here. And uh, we kind of wanted to try that out with our own crew here. So we're going to kind of welcome in um, a staple of the show here who's been a huge help uh, with uh, the website, the logo, graphics, social media, a ton of stuff. So we have Nura here. Um, you've heard her from the pa uh, past two episodes. Uh, she's been on as well. So she just want to say hi here. Hello. Okay, and uh, we also have, obviously, we have producer Dre, who's been here since day one. He's also going to hey. chime in. What's going on? He had a little bit of an Australian hello. <laughs> with a little bit of ice. What's going on? Uh, he's trying something new. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about first seven jobs. Mm. Uh, we don't necessarily have to go with seven. That's what celebrities want to. They had a ton of time. Tell us a couple of jobs that you had prior to this. Uh, well, when I was younger, I never really... Well, I always wanted to work. I always had that drive to do things, but culturally, of course, I was very young. I was a female. I always asked my dad, like, can I work? And he's like, no, 
So, um, <laughs> that's how he sounds. Literally. Dude, no. no, my name is Nurse Dad. Bubba, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Um, I also but, have no respect. <laughs> no, no disrespect. I, I, I would say officially my first real paying job would have been in college, my freshman year of college. I took on like three jobs at once. I was like, yes, finally! Um, <laughs> all of the possibilities! And <laughs> um, before that, I did like an, right before college, I was like, I should have some experience. I did um, kind of like Arabic English translation to this woman who just came randomly to Palestine to do a documentary for, well, it's kind of like the legal system in Palestine, female lawyers, so on and so forth. So I did translation for that. Yeah. And then an actual paint job, my first one was working at the theater at school. I did the paint shop, so I like painted the scenes at like the theater. Hmm. And at the same time, I worked at the library, the media center. So I was like the computer nerd. And then I also worked <laughs> like completely opposite things. And then I also worked at the mailroom. So that was the funnest job because yeah. I met like some awesome people there. And finally, my favorite job at school was um, the Visual Communication Center, which they are very particular about who they choose. My professor at school, um, who I did, when I actually found out I actually like graphic design, she's the one who made, forced me to go into graphic design yeah. and I loved it. She found some potential in me. She's like, you should apply for this job at school because it will get you some good experience. And I learned a lot from that specific position in terms of print media, digital media, and it got me to all the things that I know today. Um, so those were my jobs at school. Mm, yeah. And then um, outside of that in the real world, I went into bagel shop <laughs> and then a financial company, like a loan company afterwards. Yeah. So just, and, and now you're, you know, you've done all of our graphics that are getting better. So the, the, the old stuff, that was me. <laughs> oh, I did personally. I had no experience, and you, you could definitely tell uh, the improvement. So we thank you for, for doing all that, and that's a great help uh, for being a member. So we're going to transition to, obviously, producer Dre, if you want to kind of get yeah. to some of the jobs you've had. So uh, the very first job that I had, I was a paper boy. Um, I, 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 no, I, I swear to God. I don't I know why that's boy. so funny to me. Like, we just picture you grumpy in the morning on a bicycle, just like throwing. I, I actually, papers. it was cool though. I, I enjoyed it because I felt like, you know, I had my own bike. Did you ride a Huffy? I get to ride around my neighborhood and just, you know, throw some newspapers. How, how, what time did you have to wake so, up for this? Because oh, I, I know, I've heard it's like really super early. It, it was early. I forget if it was like. At eight o'clock, something yeah. around there. And you were only you're only about what, like twenty four at this time? <laughs> you're such a mess. Um, four, about fourteen. Fourteen. Fourteen, fifteen. I can't really remember, but yeah, somewhere around there. Um, no, I was really young. I was really young. Yeah. But I, I used to love right around uh, the holidays were the best because people used to tip you so big. Yeah. So I used to think I, I was falling out of control when it really was like not too much money at all. Yeah. Past that, I was uh, I bagged groceries. And was a cart boy. Which so, grocery store? <laughs> I was the best bagger ever. Um, stop and shop. Stop and shop. It's a it's an East Coast thing. My East Coast people. Oh, this is when you were in about. Boston or Massachusetts, yeah, right? So, yeah. I was good though. I, I you were the best. I, I, I was the best. Yeah. You know he was I mean? on CNN. The old people would always be like. 
can you double, triple bag? That used to piss me off. I'm like, just let me bag, yeah. you know what I mean? And then I was just, you want to bag it yourself? I didn't say it, but I was <laughs> you like, sound like <laughs> No, you sound like you had great customer service. <laughs> no, I, I did, I did, but there was some You could people, bag it yourself. There's always people in customer service that are like, just get on your nerves, because yeah. they have like, they want something like a, the perfect way. Let's move um, on to the next job. Next job, <laughs> the probably the dirtiest job I've had. Um, and no disrespect at all, but dishwasher. And the reason why okay. I say that is because I used to wash dishes, I used to go home, take a shower, and even after the shower, I still smelled. Yeah. And that's like the worst. I had to take like two, three showers. Do you want to give like a shout out to the, the so, restaurant that you worked at? Um, I don't remember what the yeah. restaurant was. Yeah, it was like a, not a chain. Know. But shout out to the dishwashers out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Props. Um, past that, I just had a whole lot of sales jobs from there. Did a bunch of door to door, which was scary because I'm an introvert by nature. So yeah, that really uh, brought I'll, me out of my shell. And they'll definitely do that, right? Because oh, like you don't yeah. you don't do anything, you can't talk. I'm scared shitless. Yeah. Yeah. So off the bat, um, first job I ever had uh, was actually my stepfather. He had his own business, and it was a uh, construction equipment. Like he basically worked on um, you know forklifts, uh, boom lifts, anything with like uh, either a diesel engine or an electric engine. Um, so I guess that, the first job I ever had, I was servicing the batteries. Um, basically, you fill up the batteries with a little bit of water, whatever splashes on you, you got acid on you, and you're like, damn, this sucks. Like, you know? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> if that happened to me, I'd be like crying. So, yeah, 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 so that, that kind of sucks a lot. Okay, <laughs> acid spilled out of you. You, <laughs> you leave greasy, you leave dirty, you leave disgusting. As a 14-year-old, yeah. Nah, it sucked. Um, but after that, I think uh, my second job, it was just like a summer job. It was, uh, I was a ticket taker for our pavilion. So it was pretty cool because um, towards the end of the night, they'd stop you from taking tickets and then you could always catch the main act. So I saw like a lot of like main ads. What kind of what kind of shows are these? Oh, they were anything like, like, like plays or no? It's a it's like I mean I saw Drake, I saw Snoop Dogg. Oh shoot! I saw, yeah, yeah, I saw. Um, I worked uh, like a right. Warp Tour and like uh, Ozfest and stuff like yeah. that. So as and I think I was like 15 or 16. Any like Backstreet Boys ever come? Or? They actually did. <laughs> <laughs> they actually, I'm not gonna lie. So that's the day I would have come. Yeah. They actually oh, did. I would have took your ticket and you'd yeah. have had a smile. No, you wouldn't even talk to me back then. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's be real. Um, for me, my, my one of my first jobs was working at a cafe that was uh, basically there's gelato. I know there's gelato, ice cream, um, and then there was also apparently hookah in the back, which sounds terrific. Like right now, I'd go to that place. But but working there in high school, I hated that place. Um, I wanted to go on a cruise in spring break with my friends, um, so I'm like, I need money. And in high school, in high school, I didn't even dream of that. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I uh, worked there. They gave me the job right away. And um, they were super racist. <laughs> they called me Jackie. Shut as if Jackie no. Chan. Damn. Again, to remind all the listeners, I am of Asian descent. So, um, <laughs> uh, and I was like, no, I'm not going to answer to that name. And eventually I was like, yeah, I'm quitting. So that was my first job. Did you, did you get make it to the cruise? I made it to the cruise. Nice. As soon as I made exactly. enough, <laughs> as soon as I made just enough of the cruise, I quit. Pretty much. Okay. Um, the second job I had, Coldstone. <laughs> I worked at Coldstone for one month. They needed someone really quick. Never went to a Coldstone prior to this. My, my first day there, there was like a really hot uh, coworker, and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Like I can do this. 5 p.m. hit. Someone called off, and it was just me and her. 
and a whole rush of people after dinner came and like I didn't, never knew I wasn't trained or anything and apparently if they tip you at Cold Stone you're, you're supposed to sing them a song <laughs> and I had, they, I had not known I didn't know that apparently that's like common you know everyone knows that uh, so some guy um, we're super busy so I'm just like making milkshakes scooping ice cream not knowing what I'm doing just hoping they like it so I just gave copious amounts like a ton of amounts of ice cream because like you're not going to be angry at me if I do this. <laughs> and then I give it to him, and then one guy put a dollar bill there. He's like, I, I tipped you, sing for me. I took that as like, dude, I am not your slave. <laughs> like, thanks for the tip, but I'm not gonna do anything you want. So I go in the back and I talk to the person, her name was like Megan. And I'm like, hey Megan, like someone wants me to sing just because he tipped us a dollar. Like, that's ridiculous. She's like, no, that's what we do here at Cold Stone. We sing them like happy birthday songs. He's like, my daughter's birthday. And I didn't ever learn the songs. So I just went with it. And she was like, just go with what I say. Just go. And she's like, happy. And she pointed at me. I'm like, birthday? <laughs> it was the worst song. And he just left with his daughter eventually. <laughs> can, but, you, can you do it right now? No, I still, I have no idea. I quit before that happened. I got paid more in ice cream that I could bring home than actually the minimum wage I was getting paid. So if that makes, I gained like 10 pounds working there in one month. And then I guess the, the other one that's notable would be like, you know, I got to do some marketing internships, etc. And I had other jobs after that, but there's just too much to go. But uh, yeah, and now, now I'm, you know, <laughs> all that experience has led up to this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's it. And that's that's the uh, seven first jobs that uh, the Inside Joe crew has, has, has done before this. <laughs> We interrupt this wonderful program with breaking news. We go to our TIJ News correspondent, Nura, who is on the scene. We've all heard about Pokemon Go that swept the nation. We are speaking today with a man from South Carolina that claims to have started a brilliant business idea that banks on that Pokemon Go craze, Dave's. We are here today to talk to him about his unique business endeavor. So Dave's, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, actually, my name has uh, changed recently to Billinger Dials. Okay, uh, so it's Billinger Dials? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Billinger. Uh, would you like me to say your first name or your last name? If you Just call me Billinger. Billinger? Okay. My friends call me Jer. Jer? Okay, Jer. Um, so can you just let us know a little bit about yourself and uh, where this idea came from? Yeah, um, like I said, my name is Billinger Dials, and... Uh, I come from a small town in, in South Carolina and, um, you know, I've been raising a lot of pets um, th throughout my, my, my time here, uh, all 47 years. And um, basically, you know, I had a, a little boy over here selling cookies and everything, and he was like, um, Pokemon Go now and stuff. And I'm like, that's look real neat. And um, so I, I started this company and I'm like, you know what, let's, what about live Pokemon? So uh, that's business. Okay. Okay. Excellent. That sounds wonderful. So yes, that's a great idea to kind of uh, start this business out of something that everybody has heard about and uh, is interesting. Can I drink on air? Oh, I'm sure. Sorry. I'm sure you're drinking water. Is is that correct? You. It's the hooch. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so um, so you came up with this idea from Pokemon Go. This this boy was right. selling. 
was selling things to you and uh, uh, you just found out about this uh, great game that everyone's playing nowadays. So uh, where, when can we expect live Pokemon to be open and available to the public? You know, as soon as the, you know, the stray cats and dogs are, are here from uh, Vietnam, um, as soon as that comes over here and ships here, um, you bet we're going to get those uh, uh, cat castrated and neutered. Uh, so that, you know we're not we're not going to try to bring anything bad to America, and um, I, it's just we're going to have live Pokemon, and um, you know the kids are going to enjoy it, you know, because I'm going to throw these strays, uh, cats and dogs and rabbits and whatever I can find, and just throw it in the garage and just let them go at it for you know a cheap uh, a small fee of a uh, three hundred dollars. Okay, uh, are you not afraid of? Uh I'm not afraid of anything, Mias. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Billinger dies. Have you heard about the organization PETA or other potential? I love PETA. It, um, you get those gyros and you put them all together and it just tastes so good. Oh, okay. Gyros are good too. They're very delicious. Uh, I meant the organization, PETA. The uh, anti cruelty. I mean, hey, if, the, if that organization makes those types of foods, I'm, I'm all for you. Okay, well, uh, what is your opinion about animal cruelty? I, I hate it. With, with uh, every uh, fiber in my body, I hate it so much. Um, it's nobody should hurt um, one another. W would you consider this animal cruelty? What is going on right now? I cannot see the video take. In regards to putting stray dogs and animals? Oh, you're talking about uh, live Pokemon? Yeah. Uh, live Pokemon is going to be great. You know, people, animal love uh, competition, and I'm going to throw them in the garage, and, and uh, whoever li you know, lives or who dies, um, they're going to they're gonna know they gave it, uh, as they say, uh, all they got. Okay, excellent. And uh, is there a specific age limit for who can go and play live Pokemon? Uh, you know, if you could walk. You know, come on in. You know, come on in to live Pokemon. You know, just if you walk. You know, even if you can't walk, I take wheelchairs. You know, anything really goes in the garage. So. Okay, and how big is that garage? Um, first of all, that's what that's what she says. All right, that's first, and then uh, second, um, it's a pretty large garage. It's a it's not quite a three door. It's not a three three uh, car garage, but a. Um, I kick off the wall, and it's you know pretty much a good two and a half garages. Okay, so it's, so it's a good arena for for live Pokemon. That's that's yeah, great whatever to hear. stadium. Okay, excellent. And um, just going off and, and learning a little bit more about yourself here. Uh, what does a day in the life of Dave's or Gur look like? Uh, great, you know what I'm saying? Um, no, you know, um, I love great, you know, I'm, once again, um, things are going to pick up real fast once, uh, the shipment from Vietnam comes in, and we're going to, I'm going to make loads of money, buy my grandma finally the teeth that she deserves, because I'm that kind of gentleman, you know, and he, I've been promising since, you know, I, I recognize her teeth were rotten as hell, and I'm like, Grandma, I'm going to, I'm going to shove some new, new, brand new white, white teeth in your mouth. Oh, okay. Um, well, do you want to give a shout out to to your grandmother? Oh yeah, um, Grandma, Grandma, they want you on the air. What is it? They're shouting out for you. They said, Grandma, they said, do you want Grandma shouting out in here? So can you yell yell something? They want you. To, I don't know why they want you to yell something though. Shout out. Get on the phone again. I don't so, Agur, are the are these live Pokemon going mm -hmm. to have any powers, just like the the augmented reality game Pokemon Go? Or yeah, I mean, I believe uh, if you believe in yourself, 
and you believe in others, you you got all the power you need. In uh, you know, in in our in our saves. That that's a great motivational. Okay, that's a great motivational saying. It's it's good. It's a good motto to have. I mean, you got two legs. Come on down. Okay, perfect. So that that's a good. Um, that's a good advertisement there for, for your company. So are there gonna be any specific special Pokemon uh, at this live Pokemon business that you're about to start? Or are they just traditional Pokemon? Right, so um, some front Vietnamese have told me for about this shipment. They're coming from a lot of different tropical areas, a lot of different fruits and vegetables. I'm sure some of them are gonna come real, real special and a little different than the one we're accustomed in America. So um, I'm really excited to see what kind of you know, you know, know, specialties they have. Um, but I know that the kids, the one kid, let me tell you, my, 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 my cousin's niece's daughter. Now she said, this Pokemon got different names like mine and Susugamon. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna let the, I'm gonna, you're gonna come on by, you got two legs, you walk on by, you name it yourself. Okay, so. That's the one I'm gonna do for you for extra, just $200. Okay, so everyone gets to have their own special Pokemon. After the $200. Okay, so when they catch the Pokemon, they get to name them. Yes. Okay, that's perfect for mm -hmm. an extra $200. Okay, perfect. So are you going to put these uh, live Pokemon in balls by any chance? <laughs> Ma'am, I believe this is a family show. So I'm not, you know, my mom, my grams, uh, they, they taught me better to get that hook and sinker over there you're trying to give me. Okay, okay perfect. So, um, well, just to wrap things up here a little bit, what is your question or message to everyone listening to the Inside Joe today? Okay, the, um, the shipment that's coming through has got about 75 dogs that are straight and straight and it's about 20 to 25 uh you know stray kittens and cats and grown generations of kittens but they cost a little bit more than i could handle you know i'm not gonna lie i did gamble most of the way so if you want this thing to be true if you want to see live pokemon you're gonna you're gonna have to save me a lot of money all right, well, there you have it. Uh, the Inside Joe just interviewed uh, Dave's or Gur for his live Pokemon uh, business that's coming up soon to... I mean, it's coming, it's gonna come again. You got two legs, you got breathing. Okay. You're gonna come on by and you're gonna play some Poke. Uh, I cannot say Pokemon. It's for license. Um, just come shoot some animals. Okay, great. Well, there you have it. You heard it here first. Live Pokemon will be coming soon to South Carolina once the shipment of stray cats and dogs comes in from Vietnam. Keep a lookout on the Inside Joe Facebook page for the most up-to-date news. This has been Nuri reporting live from TIJ News. You're fucking kidding me. Shit is not gonna We're still on air. Quick cheddar. Quick cheddar. Quick cheddar. Quick cheddar. News. And we're back with quick chatter news. So it's the most recent news uh, that happened this past week. And we're going to start it off with the newest member, Gabe. So what do you got for us? Yeah, man. So like, I've just been looking at stuff on the internet. Uh, obviously, the Olympics. That's blowing up these days in Rio. Yeah. You've been watching? No, I have not. But no, so. the one story I wanted to bring up, dude. It, have you heard about this guy? Uh, he got jumped uh, at a bar no okay so get this this guy was a bronze medal in uh judo okay and he got beat up the, the day he won the bronze medal in judo in the olympics he got beat up at a bar 
So is, it, is it because he didn't win gold? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't go into that detail, but I, I just think it's kind of ironic. Um, yeah. It says that somebody approached him on the beach. He went to go celebrate. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, he just basically got beat up. He got a picture with his bronze medal the following day. Anyways, they stole his cell phone, but he got a picture the following day with his bronze medal. He had a black eye. Oh my gosh. And there's a picture you can see it. he's smiling. Wait, what country is this? Um, it was actually... France? No, I'm so sorry. The Philippines, I heard? <laughs> I'm hearing from my left ear, it's Philippines, actually. <laughs> I think you're right, yep, nope, yep. Nope. It's actually a Belgian jiu-jitsu. Belgian. Uh, Belgian, yeah. Let me clarify, Sorry, was this back straight. <laughs> one guy who gave him the black eye, or did he get yeah. jumped by a bunch of people? In that article, it says one fellow. Was that the silver medalist? <laughs> or, gold. or gold? <laughs> <laughs> that would make sense. It might have been. But yeah. Is it from USA? No, <laughs> okay, so. Yeah, so that one, like like I said, I just want to bring it up. It's a little yeah. ironic. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, drunk or not, even if yeah. you were, like, your, your skills should probably kick in and whoop his butt. Nah. I, I mean, I, I'm reminded by the movie uh, Drunken Master with Jackie Chan. That's like my favorite Kung Fu movie ever. Okay. So I don't I have nothing after to say about that. Right. Like that. And no, one's, no one's gonna whoop his butt. Yeah. Jackie yeah. Chan's gonna. And he's not, he's no, he's no, uh, Medalist at all, so <laughs> should be. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna move on from the Olympics here, and we're gonna move on to our next topic. And I think Nora, you have our next topic here. Yes, I do. So um, <clears throat> recently on Facebook, it just popped out on uh, the right panel there with the hashtags that a son and mother were having an incestuous relationship. That's not right. Ew. Yes, yes. Yeah. And um, Gabe, I know you're from New Mexico, so I know they're uh, located in Clovis, New Mexico. Wait, you didn't have to. You didn't have to bring me. Can we can we kind of can we can we take a little pause here and kind of like in layman's terms exactly what happened then? So that's the headlines. What does that mean? So apparently the. Mother put the the son up for adoption. Okay. And I'm not sure. I don't know exactly the details behind this, but um, I see here that the reasoning behind it the 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 son is now 19 years old, and he was charged in New Mexico for having that incestuous relationship with his mother. He apparently told the authorities that he believed he could take care of her because she's had some previous abusive relationships with with men before, and he has siblings, brothers. Um, that assume, assumingly that his mother can't take care of them so I feel like he feels like he has to be the authority figure to take care of them yeah. I don't know what, what kind of but he took that duty a little too far yeah that's how far. I feel yeah yeah. so I, I feel like we're all kind of on the same level with this yeah. but um, in regards to incest I, I've never well I haven't heard anything as publicized so, as this before so basically just to get it we're on the same page. So basically, this kid was put up for adoption. He reunites with his uh, his his mother, his uh, biological mother, and then they begin a, a romantic relationship together. Yes. Was that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's, so is that is that ongoing, as far as we know, or we don't know yet? Well, I've seen videos of them kind of making touching out. lips. So <laughs> that is cringeworthy. <laughs> it so, appears here that what, he did. Dis- what a great episode to introduce me. Huh? Yeah. New so, Mexico, okay. Huh? So for, they're from New Mexico. <laughs> First question. Uh, they're from New Mexico. Gabe, is this normal in New Mexico? <laughs> okay. <laughs> forget you. Something you grew up. First of all, right. And my boy, Ant, uh, on Facebook, he, he had shouted out. That's the first time I heard of it. 
he threw it on Facebook. He said, hey, you guys better get some comeback jokes for this because we're going to get slammed. And you are. <laughs> and, yeah, right yeah. Apparently, I'm going to be slammed in Chicago. Yeah. But honestly, hey, Trump's probably going to legalize it anyways. Yeah. So it's been, <laughs> so so basically what you're saying is that this has been going on a lot in New Mexico and now it'll be <laughs> no, legal. Finally not. it'll be legal. And honestly I, I took that I took that joke off of uh, a boy named Anthony on Ant's uh, wall because that was pretty funny. But this is the first you chuckled of, at that. This one. is the first you've heard of this in New Mexico. This is ridiculous, bro. Are you serious? Hey, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just feel like I have to ask though. Um, Plus they're in Clovis, you know. I'm yeah. from Albuquerque, you know. I guess they don't have much to do in Clovis because it's a little bit. Oh, so you throw heat in that specific town. <laughs> I'm just saying, if my if my name was Maddox, uh, Jolie Pitt, maybe I'd do my mom. Yeah, because oh, that's Angela Jolie. I'm just saying, saying, hey, and they ain't blood. <laughs> and that is Sherpa, folks. That's, that's the kind of humor you'll be getting from Sherpa. Uh, what about you, producer Dre? What do you think about this uh, this romantic relationship? Uh, I don't have much to say. It's on awful. Dude. I think you so. Know how I feel yeah. About. So you're pro. I hate you guys for being pro. This no, <laughs> no, not at all. I had to piss. No, there's plenty of fish in the sea. So, <laughs> so from the really. So from what Nero was saying, though, it sounded it's like um, he dude. he met he met her. He, they reunited because of why. I really, honestly, have no idea. Yeah, because it's just an article that we we, we kind of came upon. So like. I'm guessing they reunited. He really felt such a way. Yeah, it <laughs> seems here that after he moved into his mom's home, it, it instantly became romantic and sexual in nature. I've seen you before, but from a different angle when it came out. <laughs> um, but, uh, um, so, okay, so I think we're all on the same page here um, as far as this is kind of odd, and uh, I'm not going to lie. I don't feel politically correct at all. I could just say that kind of is super gross. Yeah. <laughs> so stamp that as super gross. Super, super gross. gross. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna move on to the next topic. We're gonna go, <laughs> go to producer Dre. What do you have for us? Uh, the the big topic of the I don't know last past few months. Pokemon Go. Is it, is it, po- is it Pokemon or Pokemon? I don't know. Pokemon. Pokemon. Pocket monsters. <laughs> so what's your, what's your what's your, what's Pokemon um, Go for people I that don't know? I just want to know. Well, all right. It's it's a game that came out on the phone. Uh, from what I heard, it's an obviously app, it's phone an, app. an application. It's okay. a game, right? It um, links with your GPS, so you can go around. You you walk around to yeah. catch Pokemon. Yeah. There's different stops. Very cool. So it's it's been all over. I mean, unless you're living under a rock, you you, you should know what this is. Yeah. So basically, my deal is, what what's what's so intriguing about it? I guess I don't really get it. I don't kind of see the point of it. So I would like to, to kind of get and, into that. And to be fair, before we get into this hot debate, um, producer Dre and I um, basically are pretty similar in age. And um, I think we also kind of uh, had the same viewpoint of, my God, it's a waste of time. And, uh, and it is embarrassing. Yeah. To be around. I have a lot of friends that, that have done this, right? Let's just say it, it's ruined a lot of lives. It's ruined a lot of lives. <laughs> you talk about Pokemon Go like some sort of like drug. It's a drug. <laughs> all right. All right. And I want to end with this. this. So I want to end with this. We do have. So producer Dre and I are on the side of this is super ridiculous. And we do not <laughs> understand why it's it's such a big craze. And on the other end, we have Nura and we have uh, Gabe here who both. 
play it pretty uh, addicted to Addictively. So if you guys want to kind of get at that, I don't, I don't know, uh, Nero, if you could kind of explain why you play it, why you like it. I, I have no idea. I mean, I, I believe I've mentioned this in a previous episode <laughs> that I'm kind of... That I've always been really into Pokemon ever since I was a kid. Yeah. Um, I've watched the shows. I've watched the movies. I've, I've played the... The Game Boy games, the cards, all that, all that nonsense, and I still find it very intriguing, very fun. The whole um, movement of it is—it's I don't know—it's re- lovable. You know, it's really cute. It's fun. I like the concept, and the fact that they made a comeback with something that's very modern. Yeah, like the virtual reality kind of thing. It's augmented reality where you're—it's actually using your location and you're walking around physically to actually find these little monsters yeah. located in places. You know, that's adorable. I think yeah, it's super, so cute. Super adorable. And they're also using the first generation Pokemon, which right. is awesome. They're not using the super modern ones that I'm not familiar with. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and I think, too, there was an article about, like, Michelle Obama finding, like, a way to get kids out of the, their houses mm-hmm. and stuff. Because, like, you know, she's a big activist on, you know, yeah. healthy America and whatnot like that. But I guess if you ask me, I think you and I got in a conversation a while back. But yeah. um, I think we discovered it was a generational thing. Mm-hmm. So um, when Pokemon initially came out, if I'm not mistaken, I was in fifth or sixth grade. Yeah. So not to put an age on us, but I think, you know... You were about eighth grade going to high school, right? Yeah. So in that mentality, I think you missed the generational gap. Mm-hmm. So like, when it was brand new, I remember my brother. He's uh, what was brand new? Just co- to clarify, brand new back in the day when it first came out. A Pokemon. The show or the, the cards? Show. Okay, the show. The show. Okay. So the cards, I think, came out like a year after the show, but the show is brand new. Um, when I was in fifth to sixth grade. Okay. So when you're that age, you just love cartoons. You love adventure. Sure. You love something that's out of the norm. You know, as a child, you have an imagination. This was an imaginational world. You could catch monsters that go in a little ball. You could hang on to and fight with them. Yeah, that's pretty cool as a fifth grader. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. So like, I instantly got hooked. I mean, I've always wished to put a bunch of animals in my balls. <laughs> <laughs> so I get, I get the intrigue. So. Yeah, especially when they fl- yeah. some blow fire, some blow water. Yeah. It's awesome. Put they them blow in a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> So just to mention really quickly, back home, um, if it's popular here, it's probably going to get to Palestine like a few years later. Yes, yeah, so time warp. But uh, <laughs> you know she's talking from the future. So let me say one thing, though. I, I saw the show when it first started. I was into it when I was younger. I outgrew it. I kind of went on to like more like Dragon Ball Z kind of stuff. Bigger I and better things. Cool. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Um, for me, anyways, whenever they said this was coming out as like a adventure, like app, a reality app, like I remember the Pokemon cards because me and my brother used to collect all the Pokemon cards, mm-hmm. and like we wanted oh, all the holographics and stuff like that. My favorite Pokemon of all time is Alakazam, and I was like, yeah. oh, when that app came out, I was like, I at least gotta catch him. So like when I downloaded the app and my mentality, I at least gotta catch him. Yeah. Started catching Pokemon. I was like, oh, this is actually it's it's nostalgic. You know, at least for me, yeah. I can't speak for everyone. You know, sure. I wasn't the everyone's doing it type. Like I actually thought, oh, this is gonna be cool. Going off of that, what I think is really cool about what um, Niantic did about locating Pokemon. So, for example, there's certain Pokemon that are specific to certain like locations, like countries, meaning. Okay. So, um, in the U.S., 
there's a certain Pokemon that's only available here. Mm. In Asia, there's a Pokemon that's only available there. In Australia, so on and so forth. So, but for me, it's hearing you guys talk about this, it just feels like me and producer Dre are kind of like in this like alone circle of like, we do not think this is cool. Like I'm, I honestly, let me, let me just say my two cents here. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Like I look at this game and apparently it paired up with Google maps or something. I don't know. There's a map and like, you're just like swiping up, throwing balls at at shit. (laughs) And like, and like I see kids like just staring into their phones as they're walking and basically primarily the, the Pokemon app is number one. Yeah. And then number two is walking and not get hit by a car. Yeah. And like that should not be the right way. So I saw that almost happen. Yeah. When we bring up that, then yeah. That's stupid, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily run out in the middle of the street. I don't necessarily, like, you know, maybe I do my, most of my Pokemon hunting at night. You know? <laughs> is that where all the cool people start <laughs> hunting? I I'm, 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 I'm totally, totally talking shit right now, but... Um, like, it irks But no, me. and then, too, you heard the stories about, like, the people on the south side. There, there's people setting up lures. Lures are what bring the Pokemon to a certain spot. Yeah. That they'll set lures. Is this, like, Bitcoins? No. No. Wow, did you see the anger I in her know, voice? I, I oh, know, she's I so passionate. <laughs> but I was saying, like, so that it drags a lot of people there if they see it on their phone. So they'll go to that GPS spot. Yeah. And people are getting robbed at those lures down on the south side here. It's pretty crazy. I've yeah. understand, like, that's 20% of what that's you're crazy. talking about. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. Did like, you hear those stories, crazy. though? I, but I'm saying, did you hear those stories? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I think there's ignorance in me, too. Okay. Like, I don't, I, I'm pretty, like, I like to think of myself as pretty open-minded. Uh-huh. Um, this particular topic, though, I feel like, one, I plead ignorance. And two, I proudly plead ignorance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know much. But this is one thing that, like, I don't know. I think the more popular it gets, the more I hate it. See, watch. I think you're one of those hipsters, which, honestly, <laughs> honestly everyone's doing it now, and then you're going to give it a chance, and you're going to be addicted. I really like, don't think so. I nobody really likes don't it. Think. I mean, get I, on it. And right now, I'm just talking my opinion, but I was like that with, uh, what's that stupid game with the jewels, and you broke them? Candy Crush. Uh, Bejeweled. Candy Crush. No, it was Candy Crush. Bejeweled was like the classic version. Yeah. That was like a year ago. But that was Candy Crush. This feels like a movement. Like, the Pokemon Go feels like a movement. Candy Crush is like, I see people doing it. It's a game. Yeah. But Pokemon play it on the train or whatever. But my my thing, I got two points. Quick yeah, yeah. Points. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So one, all right, I think it just takes up a lot of people's time. And I would rather use that time being productive. Two, like he said, I've seen people almost get hit in the middle of the streets trying to swipe, 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 swipe. I mean, you know, like you said, it's a it's a lot more productive doing something else or whatnot. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you. I did have an epiphany this past weekend. Me and Andrea went out and we went to the to go battle one of those gyms. All right, so we we walked about like six. Yeah, it got, but anyways, hey, it's good for like a boyfriend girlfriend thing. Like you know, it well, hey, now she's my fiance, so it's good for a, a fiance thing. But anyways, we're spending time walking together. <laughs> You know, and then we're battling catching Pokemon, all right? So, which is pretty cool. Like I said, let's get out of the house together. So, that's cute in the nature, whatever. But um, we battled the gym. We beat the gym. I was like, yeah, hell yeah, babe. High five. Walk to the next one. Beat that gym. I was like, bam. Hell yeah, babe. Let's go home. So, by the time we got home, our gym's already taken over. And that's when it hit me. I was like, what is the point of this damn game? All right. And can I interject real quick? (laughs) Uh, For the listeners... That have no idea what Gabe is talking about with the gyms. I'm not going to even explain to to you because it'll be a waste of time. But uh, I do. My, my question to Nura uh, is, what do you think happens? Like, what's the point of all this? 
I don't think there really is a point to to any game really if you're if you're in a game if you're playing a game it's just to have fun and what the point of this specifically is again like Gabe said it's nostalgic it's something that's always been or, or the companies have always succeeded in making it more modern and making it more mm-hmm. popular yeah and it's a very very popular thing it always was and in terms of how they made this game it makes it so amazing about how you can yourself be a trainer quote unquote if you don't understand what that is it's basically catching these pocket monsters and training them to be something greater and the gyms are basically little um hubs where you can which sounds horrible right now but you can use them to battle other pokemon it's kind of using like animals to battle each other it's kind of disgusting if you really think about it get your michael pickle (laughs) (laughs) i just saw saw another epiphany right here that's that's another type of uh app get your michael vick on and i've thought about it before and it's awful but these are imaginary pokemon and they never die you can revive them they just faint which is cool do you have any final words about pokemon go play responsibly <laughs> you know here's my plug for pokemon go or something but i don't know i liked it like i said just because it simply brought the nostalgic feeling to me okay yeah i completely agree and i agree with andre and joe as well that it can get out of hand sometimes and of course gabe i agree with you too that some people it makes it it in- what's the word engrosses them mm. it takes over their lives of yeah. course yeah. and those people I feel like already don't have enough control of like reality versus like yeah. you know augmented reality right. so they need to realize that there's dangers out there which I appreciate also about what the application or game is doing more and more they're putting these warnings they're like hey um, if they see that you're moving too fast if you're driving don't play this you know and these things are important um, it's just a game again and if you want to enjoy it, enjoy it with somebody that you love. And you should just try it because it's fun. So I'm just promoting Pokemon Go here. Okay. Well, there you, <laughs> well, there you have it. Pokemon Go, uh, a way of life if you want to be part of a dumb cult. <laughs> and thank you for listening to episode six of The Inside Joe. You can subscribe and listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and pretty much anywhere. Uh, you can find us under the handle The Inside Joe. And as always, Gunbe.